A reading from John 12, 37-38. Even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has this arm of the Lord been revealed? Um, Somebody has said, and I don't know, I can't verify this myself, I don't know, but Isaiah is the most quoted of the prophets uh, in the New Testament, that that, uh, they go back to him. But I don't, uh, whether he is or isn't, to me, uh, the question he asks here has application to every generation uh, that comes along, and that is, and, and it's not asked enough, but what do, you, what do you genuinely believe? What do you believe is true? Uh, what do you subscribe to? What would you put your life at risk for? Right. Well, the people are looking for what's verifiable. I mean, that's part of our um, scientific background that unless I see it, I'm not going to believe it, prove it. And uh, in some ways, that's going on here. Um, even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe him. Uh, there's that temptation in my mind is to say, God, if you would just do a miracle here, I think it would change this town. And the truth of the matter is, it would change some people, but it wouldn't dramatically change the whole town because uh, we have a tendency to look at God's miracles and quickly become dissatisfied with the last one. Uh, someone who said, if God did miracles all the time, we would say, what have you done for me re- recently? And I think that's what's going on here is we have in our mind an idealism that if this would happen, then everybody would believe. But it didn't happen for Jesus, so it's not going to happen in our time. Well, one of the uh, one of the benefits of the scientific mind is an inbred skepticism. In other words, you you have to go out and test to see if something is verifiable, and it really works very well in the physical sciences yeah. and in the engineering and so on and so forth. But when we talk about the personal life, the individual, uh, it becomes a little bit more uh, difficult to, um, for each one of us to say, well, what do we, what do we really believe? And, and in a way, skepticism is a way of, of avoiding the belief question uh, because it's a default position. It's, it's a, uh, the skeptic is really saying, in general, I don't believe in anything in particular because right. none of it is verifiable and who cares anyway. But actually, there's a philosophy of life, actually a belief behind that. Right. They're just not willing to state it. Different presuppositions. Right. Uh, an example out of my life recently is I was uh, in another setting and at between 4 and 5 in the morning, I woke up thinking about someone in the church, and I began praying for them. And I was so concerned that I took my phone out, and I sent myself, uh, because you could see that in the night, I sent myself an email, and I put the person's name in the subject box. So it's dated, and it's a time. It's something you can scientifically verify. I came back to Connecticut, because I was at at another event, and... um, my schedule was so crazy, and I then got sick, and so I wasn't able to follow up. But then all of a sudden, got news about this person, and I sent them an explanation of what had happened. 
And the moment that I was praying was exactly when this person was in need, a crisis they had gone through. Now, all of that can be scientifically verified because you have my cell phone information, you have times when I sent the message, you have the follow-up and all that. I tell the story from the vantage points of faith and I'm saying, wow, God was doing a miracle there. He was waking me up in the night to pray for someone in a time of trial. The person who's beginning with a presupposition of no faith would say, that's just a coincidence. Well, the potential scientifically of coming up with that coincidence and all that stuff would be sent and held is so ridiculous. It would be 10 to what power of the possibility of all those things lining up. And um, so it's the presupposition that we bring into it. Maybe someone else would say, oh, there's energy in the earth that brought all that together. Is that really easier to believe than a God who's communicating and is concerned about people that are in community and invites them to be shared in one another's life? And here Jesus does all these things and the people still didn't want to believe. Uh, to sum this up, because that's a wonderful story and I don't want to step on it at all, but to quote one of the lines in one of the Psalms, consider the eye, the eye, the human eye. Right, absolutely. The miracles are all around us. God's speaking all the time. We've just uh, closed our ears to it.